0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace,
1: and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. 2020 for me, the last half of 2020 was really difficult. Oh, and we're going to go there. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's, it's still good. It's pretty much, still want to go. Home. You're right.
0: It's real. It's, it's the relevant story.
1: Um, and I didn't, never talked about it. Right. Because we're so. That's so, true. I mean, now, obviously, it's quite a long time ago. But it was, without a doubt, the hardest six months I think I've ever had. And that's Mm -hmm. very interesting to me. Because actually, by then, I was out of my karma. Yeah. But I wasn't out of my ego. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And breaking that down was really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we were in a lockdown. I was at home alone with my thoughts. And if one thinks about it, it makes perfect sense. All I was doing was either talking about my feelings, recording my feelings, writing about my feelings. I was so introspective mm. and that when I tried to interact with the outside world, everyone else was going through so much of their own shit mm-hmm. that I felt even more alone. Mm. Yeah. It was just a very, very lonely time where I was trying to grasp for who I was and what I knew in order to ground me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that identity didn't exist anymore. And I don't think I realized it then. Mm -hmm. But the only identity that I really felt very strongly about was the one where it was done. It was finished. And I was at home. I was in peace. And I was ready to stop. And when I say ready to stop, I mean really I was ready to stop.
0: And you used that word quite a bit. Yeah. That was fairly alarming to me. Yeah. Although deep down... I could see you would make it through. I just didn't know how. And I was saying my prayers every day. Really? (laughs) Oh, God. I was crossing every finger and toe. I was so worried.
1: Well, I mean, I'd be quite curious. I mean, now, I mean, we might as well. We're in the same room. Like, what was that exactly? What was happening to me from a spiritual perspective?
0: I mean, you were experiencing suicidal ideation. What is that? It's just when you were, um, you could not... I mean, there's many different different ways of explaining it, but in your case, I think the simplest way to say it was all you could think about was that death was the best alternative to your life. But death as in permanent death.
1: Yeah, because I didn't really feel it was that permanent. Mm. And I think it's really interesting. I know everyone's very different in this, mm-hmm. but for me personally, I've never been really scared of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's never been something that scares me. Like what would have scared me was the missed stuff I didn't get to experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But actually dying and feeling back at one mm-hmm. was always, you know, just that thing that never really scared me. Yeah. And I think I was so fed up of trying to make my life work. Yes. That I couldn't stay.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is and certainly fair. And it was, who could make life work then? It was a very, very hard time. Like you said, there were external circumstances that were so outside of your control that just, that made it all worse.
1: And I think it was just really disappointing because I was like, I've done all of this. I've come out of my karma. I feel like I can listen to myself. Mm -hmm. But why is no one else listening to me? Mm -hmm. And I was steeped in the resentment of that. I was steeped in the fatigue, I was tired, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have the reserves yeah. to kind of fight again, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I remember sitting in this very seat and just thinking, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't fight anymore. Yeah. I have to just stop. Yeah. And I don't know how I got out of it, because it's not like anything in my life so dramatically changed two it months later. Take that.
0: First of all, well, there's a couple things. One, you just accepted that you could not control or change your external circumstances. Like, you just really had to accept that, that it was what it was. And that, for a control freak like you, is really challenging. And secondly, you also took a break. And it just was the less permanent one, right? It was the sense of, okay, I can just stop thinking about my feelings and recording my feelings and... I'm just going to just be for now.
1: During that year when everyone's shit was coming up, Mm -hmm. and this was just my personal experience, at the beginning, I I think I learned what freedom was because no one was telling me what to do, Mm -hmm. right? And I could create my own rules. And I was kind of living in this, like, I don't think I'd ever been happier, weirdly. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But then the second half of that year, all the stuff that I had almost pushed off Mm -hmm. in order to get that freedom just came back and bit me in the face but then I also learned something really interesting sometimes when we have those feelings like something is dying yes it's because a part of us is dying yes it's a part of our identity that's dying
0: it's our egos yeah
1: and then I realized it's not that I don't want to live Mm -hmm. it's that I don't want to live if I can't live as me yeah and all of this working through my karma Facing all the suffering that I'd experienced, looking at my pain, effectively, I was looking at all the ways in which throughout my life, I had told myself I couldn't live as me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And getting to that point, every time I felt a little bit like death would be sweet relief. Yes. <laughs> it's because that was the choice I was making again and again.
0: Well, And you felt that that was the only option you had.
1: Yeah. Well, there wasn't. There was another option. Just fucking live as me.
0: Yeah. But most people find that much harder.
1: It was really hard. Mm -hmm. It was the hardest thing I've ever done.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: But it was one of the best things I've ever done.
0: Yes.
1: Now, the second bit that I realized was that it wasn't just that I wanted to live as me. Mm -hmm. Because the living as me part is important. But the second bit is it's to live as me and be in joy. do you see what i mean and for the my world my internal world of that happiness and joy and oneness is echoed out because the one thing that we we do not live in a vacuum
0: no we do not
1: we don't So, and that, that period, those six months taught me that very clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, whilst my internal state can remain detached and unmoved and I know I'm good enough and I know I can speak my truth and I know I can break, you know, all the things. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) At the end of the day, we still want our external world, like our world that we live in, that we interact with, to reflect that back to us. Mm, Yeah. You know, we want to be doing the things we enjoy. We want to be finding our our tribe we want to be finding our people we want to be laughing and and having fun and doing thing you know <laughs> and engaged
0: in our purpose
1: <laughs> well that's all that is all engaged in our purpose yeah. right that all of those things oh, are engaged yeah. in our purpose because our purpose isn't a job no. our purpose is shining our light in the best way we know how yeah. and in order to shine one's light you have to be in it yeah. and that's yes finding it from the inside but also pushing it out, right? Yes. Like engaging with other people, sharing that light with them. Mm-hmm. You know all the things, and so I realized that all was all the, the
0: things. All the things, which is know. a lot. By it's the way, a lot. when you talk you about know. that, I was like, and because when you you added the and be enjoy, I was like, oh, that just sounds a lot harder. I mean, you just like pushed out the goalposts with that yeah, 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 yeah. The goalposts, got, but that's the that's
1: the truth, right? We cool. don't just want to get what we want. We want to be who we are. And be loved for it for ourselves, but also enjoy that experience of being who we are. Like being who we are, isn't it? doesn't like, you know, I feel like in 3D separation, being who we are was a fight. It was. Oh, yeah. Struggle. It was a struggle. And it was like a martyrdom badge of honor. I am who I am, despite all the adversities I've experienced. Fuck off. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Whereas actually, what for me anyway, and and I think for some others I know, is that the goal isn't that it's I want to be who I am and be loved for it <laughs> enjoy it bask in my light mm-hmm. you know and, and share that light for it to be like a fun good thing yeah. not like a struggle thing yeah and I think that was a bit that I really struggled with in those six months because I was like it's being a struggle and the ray I got out of it was when I suddenly understood it was up to me to create those opportunities
0: yes
1: and it wasn't going to just land on my fucking doorstep because I'd figured it out I could listen to myself. Mm -hmm. It was about me actually doing something about it then. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was getting on that plane. Yes.
0: Yes, it was.
1: (laughs) Or whether it was saying how I really felt. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was putting the energy into my physical body. Mm -hmm. Or having the sex I wanted to have. Or having the conversations I wanted to have. Or spending that quality time with people I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. But it all came from me choosing myself. So that I didn't resent other people when I interacted with them later Mm -hmm. for asking me to separate because then I never would does that make sense?
0: Oh completely and I think that's very well said and so it's interesting when we when we talk about that um, the desire to go home is pretty much is is really the term we it's the phrase we prefer to use right because death is effectively change as you said you know we go through one lifetime we have is filled with many deaths but the desire to go home is really a human need, right? I need to end my suffering as you would experience and this is the only option I know, right? But it's the soul that says, I didn't come here to quit. It's the soul that says, I know I came here to experience life. And I would prefer to not go anywhere else until that happens. And so that's that's the fight we have in us, right? That's the desire to push through. That's the hope.
1: I'm Stubborn AF.
0: That's an understatement.
1: <laughs> and if it wasn't for my stubbornness, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm the girl who took 13 driving tests. I really <laughs> wanted to drive. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then once I drove, I like, you know, I was like, that was it. Like I knew that I needed to have a car, I knew that I needed to drive. And even though I developed a huge psychological issue with driving and driving tests, <laughs> I still did it. And now I get to the point where, honestly, I swear to God this happened. Okay. Two days ago, I parked my car in a busy space. Two people came up to me and said, you know what? We always thought women drivers were terrible. Side note, I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, really. (laughs) But having seen you park, we will never say that again. And then a third person comes down the street and goes, oh, sorry, you stuck. Do you need to get out? Do you want me to help you? And I said, no, no, I just parked. And he was like, what? You got into this space? And then the other one like turns and goes, have you thought about being a rally car driver? And they're all just crowding around me. And I went, if only you knew that I failed my driving test so many times. And now randoms on the, I got once a standing ovation from a crowded pub after I parked.
0: What did you say the other day, practice makes perfection? Well, I guess those 13 driving tests, that was really all the practice you needed.
1: Yeah, but that's, you know, I feel like that is the perfect metaphor for my life. Yes. <laughs> Try something, doesn't quite work, get so in my head about it that I fail way more times than necessary, then eventually do it and fucking master it.
0: And that's what we're here for. And that's the point, which is when you're in your toughest moment, like you were, and in that darkest hour is when you don't quit that's effectively the signal that there's something else. There's actually opportunity on the other side and your human self can't see it, but your soul self knows that in the darkest hour, there is more to come. And that's really about when the party is going to get started is when you can push through those moments and get there. Right. I mean, it's funny because I realized that I found my most faith Mm.
1: when nothing was going right. Mm -hmm. Not when the universe had proved to me that it was perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I found my most strength when I felt it my weakest. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. a, oh, we have to suffer to learn thing. No, it's just, that's when you know it's real yeah. because it's not someone giving it to you. It's you choosing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And whilst I can just say that's a very different thing. Like I'm pretty sure anyone listening will can think to themselves. Actually, I can think of a time where that happened mm-hmm. where I had no reason to choose this, but I did. Yeah. And in choosing it in that moment, I knew I could choose it forever.
0: Yes. And it's a pivotal moment. And I remember making that moment in my early teen years. And I remember that's when I became most connected. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I suffered a disconnect, which is what led me to that point. So tell us, tell me the story. Well, I, I'd rather not go into detail. I mean, you already shared your, you know, it's, it's all the same, right? Effectively, which is, do I need to go on? And... In my darkest hour, I could imagine so many things and reasons to not. But I also understood, and I just remember feeling in that moment when I was like, no, I know I can keep going, was when I felt much more powerful. Yeah, I could connect to that, to that person again. I could connect to that part of me that could see beyond that point in time. And that's our souls, right? That's our higher self saying, keep going, keep going. Because we all have that purpose, right? We're all here for something. But, you know, the idea of going home to be in communion with the divine is much more appealing than to fight the big fight that has yet to come. You know, souls understand we can withstand a great deal of crap. I mean, think about what you've just gone through the past few years, right? You've come through a massive undertaking, right? An emotional level, mental level, spiritual level, physical level that you've, you know, you could live to tell your story. So the soul understands that, you know, you're not here just to end in the middle of that fight. You've got to see it to the end. And, you know, we're dynamic creatures, right? We tend to humans, the human part of us, our nature is to tend towards complacency. But our soul's nature is to actually push against complacency, to want more, to be more, to live more. But that, because that runs against our nature, that creates that inherent conflict, which is why we are always, you know, it's why we kind of push the heal your karmic story, right? Face your fear, shed your ego. Because once you do that, that internal conflict and inner tor- turmoil that that sort of human versus soul's nature creates actually just goes away. And that allows you to be in harmony and flow with yourself. So, that your soul is the one pretty much navigating and guiding your path. And your human part, right, is whole, healed, and on board.
1: Because actually, this jump 3D to 5D, consciousness rise, blah, blah, blah.
0: (laughs) Separation, oneness. Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget. All the blahs.
1: What we're saying is, it's not like you reach 90 and have like a good year. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you reach mid 30s, 40s. 20s and you've done this that's a whole host of a different kind of life
0: yes decades and decades I
1: come into body 50 years ago right or 100 years, our grandparents generation
0: mm-hmm. they
1: had no hope to have this kind of life
0: no, where not at all. they are
1: living their purpose where there is no separation and they can live in harmony
0: mm-hmm. maybe
1: they could live it for themselves for a little bit yes. in their tiny little communities but not on a bigger scale no we get to do this and that gets to be our lives mm-hmm. so that when our children grow up they don't know anything other than this and that's the bit I care about.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. Like,
1: we get the benefit, of course. Amazing, that's why we came. You yes, know what I mean? exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> We've earned it. <laughs> you know, we yes. get like a good, I'm, I'm hoping, 50 years of it. But they get forever. Oh. <laughs> yes. And everyone who then comes again and again, they get forever. Yeah. And how amazing is that?
0: It's pretty damn amazing. It's
1: not like a week. It's not yeah, like yeah. even an hour. <laughs> it's, you get to live the fantasy. Because as you said in the last episode, in 5D we can... Fantasy becomes reality. Yeah. And that is the fantasy, living in that utopia, whatever it is, where mm. utopia is in harmony with oneself and
0: each other. And we're capable of this. And the beauty of being body, and the reason why we're doing this is... In human form and on this earth plane, as opposed to in some other dimension. Yeah, I was say, which is and like a horrible,
1: horrible What? It feels like a horrible idea to have been doing with <laughs> own body. Why don't we just bomb everything and start over? So, my friend had a weird kidney that she was like, just take it out.
0: Because then it taxes the one you have, and then what, right? Yeah. But the reason for this is because there is something about the freedom of being in body, right? There's still a lot of gifts and pleasures to be had as humans. And that's what we're here for. That's why we're doing it here as opposed to somewhere else. Humans have a great deal of gifts, right? The capacity for genius, right? The The power to both create and destroy, which it has done very well, as we see throughout history. So why not do it here? Why not in the place where free, free will ran amok and created all this beautiful stuff, but also a great deal of destruction? Why not have the consciousness raising experiment here
1: Mm. and how are we doing in the experiment
0: (laughs) not so great (laughs)
1: really Um, will the
0: experiment experiment be a fail just as a side note no it can't okay so technically there's no failing it right how
1: fortuitous
0: okay well (laughs) exactly okay no wait okay well actually we'll clarify yes it is possible to fail and fail miserably right As we saw 2020 and 2021, there was a lot of failure to, you know, to live intelligently and reasonably and moderately and compassionately, yeah? So, yes, there's a lot of room for failure. But at the same time, because of compassion and consciousness and our capacity for divinity and understanding, through that lens, then no, there's no failing. There's just opportunity for growth and to do over. But there were only... Humankind will only get so many do-overs. And I do. I mean, in my heart, I feel like we'll get there. I just feel like, again, and I think we say this over and over, is that I just feel like we're just constantly, you know, pulling, like we're having to pull ourselves across the finish line. Right, and it's just it's getting old.
1: But I had to pull myself across the finish line. Yeah,
0: but I'm talking about like the mass, like the global. But isn't, mass but
1: of, like, isn't it what the, the individual then goes to the collective? If I had to push myself across the finish line, won't we all? Because we're going to be drained af.
0: Yes, but we can't afford to do that on a yeah. global scale, yeah. right? Not when there's like so few people who are conscious enough to do it. You just don't have the power, yeah. right? You, you need you need critical mass to get there, and that's the problem. So what bugs me, you know, here we are, we're talking about communion with the divine and, you know, certain things are better than being here and, and stuff. And so there are a lot of spiritual teachers and gurus and influencers and preachers who do preach that notion of anywhere but here, right? I mean, you see that a lot, even, even in basic memes that are meant to be sort of funny, like in that sort of true irony sort of way, which is like, I'd rather be abducted by aliens. When are the aliens going to come and save me, right? It's like, I will be anywhere but here. And well, yes, like me
1: being born one more time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: I sometimes joke about that. Like, I mean, I need mean, to. But it's, it's really the, I need to be taken away from this. I need to be taken out of this life now. I don't feel like I'm at home. I don't feel like anyone gets me, I am just a foreign being in this, you know, I feel like I've been dropped from wherever. It's tired. The reality is that that's actually playing in that, in those notions, is quite dangerous. While it offers the voice and the message and assurance that, hey, you're not alone, you're not the only one who thinks this, you're not the only one who feels this way, and that's healthy, the reality is that if we keep playing in that, We're not going to accept the fact that we are here. We chose to be here. Yeah. And we need to make sense of why we are here as opposed to fantasizing about when we will not be here.
1: Well, that's exactly what happened to me, right? Yeah. I realized I needed, my choice was either live life as me Mm -hmm. and be in joy. Yes. Yes. Or not. So I was like, all right, let me create the life as me enjoy or do my best. Yeah. Because then at least I can say I tried. Mm-hmm. Blaze of glory. I mean, how many times <laughs> have I said that phrase during like this whole thing? At least I can say I did it. I did my best. I gave it my best shot. Yeah. Like, I don't want to walk out the door having done it half hearted. Mm-hmm. I put my whole heart into it. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't work, I know I did my best.
0: Yeah. yeah. So effectively, the phrase anywhere but here needs to become nowhere but here. I'm not going anywhere, and I will be nowhere but here. And that's critical because there's we're coming to a period where there's going to be a lot of that sense of, can we be anywhere but here, please? But again, it's not helpful. That's not the sort of fantasy into reality that we were talking about, right? On the one hand, yes, we had that, we could avail ourselves of those times to imagine a new life for ourselves and imagine, okay, well, when I get out of this lockdown, when I'm out of this, you know, this sort of, whatever prison this then maybe I can I'd, I'd like to do all these things right mm. this is all this is the life I imagine for myself I want to make that happen and there were people who did that right they left the, their jobs that were so miserable they just great I'm decided. so happy because
1: ultimately that's a <laughs> fuck this moment yeah sorry getting to the anywhere but here moment is a fuck this moment because you know what fuck it I'm here I have nothing to lose mm-hmm When you get to that moment, you're like, Mm. I'd be anywhere but here. It's fuck this. I've got nothing else. I've got nothing to lose. Anywhere but here means can be here on different set of circumstances. You're literally, you can get what you want. Do something different. You will be anywhere but where you are. (laughs) It's pretty fucking simple. And I know I'm saying this like flippantly. And I know how not flippant I felt it. Mm. But I'm being like, you lose nothing by being you when you have nothing to lose those are the most powerful moments of all mm-hmm. and we sometimes don't want to get there but if we get there despite all the things that we're trying not to it's scary to get
0: there fuck this but or... the sooner we can accept there's nowhere but here to be is the sooner we can begin to create a different reality yeah because okay if i'm really not going anywhere if this is the if this is the one life i'm i get here then what can i do To make it worth living. You know, in the near future, more and more lines are going to be drawn in the sand. And those values based judgments are going to try to tell us where to be and where not to be, right? We're going to be constantly confronting otherness in ways in which we perhaps never saw before or thought was possible given our consciousness, given that it's 2022. And so it will somehow feel like we've gone a bit backwards, but that's not us. It's again, it's 3D trying to create this kind of pit of quicksand to like throw everyone into. And so it's going to require a lot of energy and focus and determination to not fall into those traps. But it will be in all these, it'll be otherness and not just the macro ways that people have seen, right? With race or religion, it's going to be all the micro ways in which we've allowed otherness to exist that perhaps have not seeped into our consciousness or maybe just don't directly impact us because it's not about us, but maybe is adjacent. That's all I will say. Okay. So when we are confronting or surrounded by otherness, In ways in which we haven't experienced before, the only way in which we don't get sucked into that sort of 3D quicksand pit or set off the minefield that we're all kind of traipsing through is we need to be assured of two things, who we are and what our purpose is.
1: Because basically, if you know who you are and what you're here for, Mm -hmm. you can keep going.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So even people in 5D will be, will be sucked into this 3D pit?
0: No, you won't get sucked into the 3D pit, but you won't be able to ignore it. Okay. Right? You're going to be very aware of what's going on. There's no way not to be. But you'll just... And being witness to it is also painful, especially when you see people you know or the six degrees of separation rule that, you know, you're likely going to know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody who's impacted directly. And that's really difficult. So why then, if we know who we are and what our purpose is, will Mm -hmm. that help us? Because it helps us remain grounded. That as the world turns and changes around us, as 3D continues to crumble, that we don't crumble along with it because our energy is not sourced from 3D or separation, but it's sourced. From being harmony and flow with the divine.
1: Because that's harmony and flow is an internal thing.
0: Yes, exactly. Well,
1: harmony is an internal thing. Flow, I feel, is more a dance with the external.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said.
1: And I guess, obviously, if you live according to someone else's values, standards, fears, beliefs, all the rest of it, we're not dancing with the external, we're succumbing to it, Mm -hmm. which takes us then out of flow. And then once we're out of flow, we're also out of harmony.
0: And so just bear in mind that during this period, it will, anger will surface. One sense of justice might be challenged. We might be throwing around words like fair and equal and partnership. And, and we're going to see all those relationships challenged, whether they be in, again, sort of interpersonal, like direct relationship or sort of large relationships between countries and political systems, they will all feel challenged because we're really coming. I mean, oneness is not an easy process and it will force people to question what is the point of all of this and just understand that the more healed you are, the more you've come through your own healing, the more perspective you've gained as you've done all the sort of self-assessment and self-compassion and experienced love The more you will understand that it is possible it just takes time thank you for listening for more information articles and inspiration find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta
1: and if you liked what you heard please subscribe and leave us a review